and yes, we are back again. Train Effective Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hashir, and I have a very special guest. As always, we always have special guests. Very special guest with me today. The one and only, probably the only, Tushar Tolani on this planet. How are you, Tushar, bro? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, man. I'm killing it. Um, But don't tell me you're just good. Tell me how you're actually doing. Um, every like you know, I've just been well, training well. You know, health is good, so can't ask for more. Love that, love that. No, so everybody uh, listening, uh, I hope everybody is doing well as well. It's almost Christmas here in the states, so actually across the world, um, in the universe, almost Christmas time, holidays. Everybody is uh seems to be back uh, with their families and that, which is beautiful. Uh, Tushar, you're actually you're actually in Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States, and that's like that's not that's your home. But nowadays, you're not always in Atlanta, Georgia. Where are you like based these days? Because of footy. Yeah. So for the past year, uh, I've been playing in Spain for uh, two different teams. So first, I went in January of 2021. Then I went I went for six months, and then I came back for the summer, and then I just went again for another three to four months in, to Malaga, Spain. Yeah, love that. Malaga. Malaga has a La Liga team, don't they? Yes. Yeah, so next week, everybody, when you watch La Liga, just remember, Tushar is probably on the bench. No, I'm just kidding. Not yet, but soon, very soon. Um, Yeah, man, I wanted to get you on today because I think your story is very, uh, I guess you could say inspiring, but eye-opening for a lot of people. Um, With this podcast today, I just wanted to like kind of shed some light on something that a lot of players want to do which is if you're in america or if you're not in europe uh move to europe at a young age and all these things and i know in the movies or on tv or everything that we see on social media it might seem a certain way that because we always see the highs um so i'd love to like kind of like shed light and for you to like share your experience on how that was so when did you because I, I know you've been to train effective camps before you went to yeah. our summer one in london in 2019 which is where i met you initially and that was a grand time with garong and evan and robert and ralph and everybody there and jake and everybody um but when did you first move to spain by yourself so i went there originally in uh may of 2019 to check everything out and actually try out for the team so i can be accepted in it and then i was supposed to go that year but it didn't happen and then i was supposed to go the next year but then corona came so then i finally went in january of 2021 Mm. so so like almost a year ago yeah yeah about a year ago exactly yeah cool cool so and I remember, like, I've spoken to you, like, you know, we, we've chatted, we've been, like, talking to each other for years, essentially. Um, and I don't know, I think in, I think it was in January 2021 when we we spoke, we spoke on a phone call about how it was going in that. But before going, what made you want to go to Spain? Because you were, how old are you right now? You're 16? 16. Yeah, I'm still 16. I'll be turning 17 next month. Cool. So when you moved, were you still 16 or were you, you were 15 yeah, I then? Just, I just turned 16. When I left. You just turned 16. Cool. So tell me like your thought process and moving to freaking Europe at such a young age, not with your parents, by the way. 
yeah. not with your parents, um, by yourself. Like, what was the thought process behind that? Like, why did you want to move to Europe when you were only 16 and probably could have just stayed in school and go on to play in college? Um, I felt like, you know, Spain, like the style of play has always like suited me. You know, I've always been watching Spanish teams from a young age and like just the de- overall development in like a, like all they do there is like football, you know, so the overall development in like academies over there is just so much. Like I feel, I feel it's so much better than USA or like non-European countries. Cause like over there, they really focus on each individual player and like wanting to develop them for the future or here. It's more like, of, uh, we need to win the games or we want to win the trophy or in Europe. Like I feel like the coaches and you know, the, the staff really just focus on that player so they can breed them for the future. And mm. that's why I feel like it could, it could benefit me a lot. And it did it already in the past year. And I see a big difference in my game. So that's why, I, and especially Spain, because I just love the style of play, you know, the tiki-taka or like the fast, the fast speed of play and you know, tech, the more technical players. So it suited me more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, lo- I love that, that like you were like self-aware about like, okay, I, I know I can like probably like play well here. Um, because that might have like suited your game more than moving to, I don't know, somewhere more where the sp- like style plays more physical or whatever. But um, <laughs> obviously, a lot goes into that decision. Um, and be honest with me right now, because I don't think I've, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but like before going, like were you scared? Yeah, I was. Def- I was definitely like scared because I'm still 16, you know. Um... And then plus I was going by myself during Corona. So like there's a lot of like, you had your like mm. papers, you had a visa and traveling by myself. My parents weren't allowed to come with me because you needed a visa to enter Spain at that time. So yeah, I was definitely pretty scared. And like the first couple of weeks were definitely like really weird, like nervous. And like my first couple of training sessions weren't as good because like I was obviously focused on like, oh, I just came like halfway across the world to come play here you know when you really get there it's totally different than what you feel like oh i'm gonna go play it's gonna be fun but then when you get there it's like it's totally different living by yourself and in that type of environment wait how how though tell me like go deeper on that like how i mean first of all like the responsibilities you know like everything is based on you you have to get up on your own you have to make do your own you have to fix your own room you have to go to training by yourself you know there's no one like there to like guess like help you in anything except your teammates and your coaches but it's totally it's totally different than living at home because you know your parents are not there anymore you know a totally different lifestyle um so yeah i feel like it's just more independent so that's the main thing it's more independent you think like that and i feel like i feel like you i feel like that looks like something you didn't expect maybe like maybe you had like an idea of it like oh yeah i'm gonna just like do yeah. stuff on my own a little bit but like it kind of like forces you and like kind of forces you and teaches you to like no i'm not gonna say grow up but like you do like have to learn to like yeah, think about definitely. not just yourself but like others too i guess and like yeah. you have to like you said like it like is on you're, you you're living with like random people they've never met before your roommates so it's like it's totally different you know when you get there yeah and and you've had that you had that experience at sixteen, whereas yeah. most people might have that later, maybe at eighteen or nineteen in college. And even then, they might not even like learn those things until later because nobody's really enforcing them, you know. 
Um, whereas with you, you might have a coach who's like, okay, training starts at this time. Be yeah. here. And if you're um, not there, then it's like training starts without you and it just leaves a bad reputation on you and you might get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Or, so it's like everything's on you, you know? Like, yeah. Like if you want to train by yourself, like nobody's forcing you. So like you have, if you want to get better, you know, you know what to do. Like, okay, go to the gym later. So, you know, there's no like, there's no one there like, oh, come on, let's go. It's all yourself, you know? Yeah. 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 Man, and I feel so you probably, and again, this is at 16, like the human brain isn't even like fully like developed yet. And I always talk about like the mind and brain because that's like my favorite thing to talk about um, with psychology and that. So you had to obviously carry that with also not having any real like, I guess, friends, not even maybe not even like acquaintances, too many at least like that. Um, did you have so did you have any friends there or did you have anybody that you knew there like beforehand or was it like mostly I, I, new l- luckily i had like some family that lived in barcelona at that time okay. so when i was uh playing in uh like i had some family that i could go visit on the weekend so it definitely made it a lot easier but i wasn't living with them or anything i would just see them like once a week so it was still like i didn't know anyone you know everything was brand new like i came midway through the season so that was like really difficult oh uh, okay yeah, because, like, everything's already started. The starting positions are already, like, everything's in set. You know, like, the tactics are in set. So, it was a lot to learn and, you know, everything's by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. And um, a bit of a tangent for people that don't understand, like, how that can be, like, really, like, difficult. And it might be different with, with the, like, uh, footy with, than with other sports. But, like, in for the people that don't watch, in NFL, which is American football in America, You'll have players like join teams like midseason, and sometimes they'll find it really difficult to like adjust because, like you said, to show like everything started, positions are set, people have learned like the system or like the way to play essentially. And then you have this brand new person come in who not only wants to like just be a part of it, but you want to start, like you know, you want to do well. So people like, of course, they might they might welcome you with open arms and everything, but like, uh, no, like I want to start, like that's. Like, I'm yeah. central midfielder. I'm the starting yeah. number six, number yeah, eight, not you. Feel, yeah, because, like, when you when you go there, the people who are already playing is, like, you know, I'm 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 the midfielder. Like, you just came in. So, yeah. like, obviously, it took a lot of time to learn, like, to get adjusted to their style of play because, obviously, Spain has their own style of play, but each club in Spain, in Spain obviously, has a different style of play as well. So, it's, like, a big difference than what I was playing here in the U.S., you know, as a midfielder as well, the midfielders in Spain, I feel like way more offensive than here. Because here, you know, you sit back, defend a lot in the midfield. It's more like aerial challenges. But over there, it's yeah. like go forward through balls, make overlapping runs as a midfielder as well. So it's totally yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. I love that. But I love that you got like out of your comfort zone. Um, what were some... What were some because I moved to Europe, but it was at a later age. You were 16. I was 20 when I went. What were some, like, kind of harsh realities that you, like, that you learned? So when you when you moved to Europe, what were some harsh realities that you, like, realized, in essence, that you didn't think about before moving there? Um, definitely just probably just the language. Because, like, the more you know the language, the more you're going to get along with people, I feel. So it's like, like the coaches, obviously, most of them are Spanish speaking. So it, like, you know, I thought it would be easier, but it was it was really hard to like communicate with the coaches when I first arrived there and know like those terms. Like I already knew a bit of Spanish, but 
I didn't know like footballing terms in Japan in Spanish. Yeah. So that was definitely difficult. And like another thing is like everybody it's like it's very competitive. It's probably like triple as competitive as here, you know. It's not mm. like oh, it's like like oh welcome to our team. It's like people are there for a reason and they want to play instead of you. So yeah, you can be friends and all, but like and especially when a new guy comes, it's just definitely much harder. Yeah. Yeah. A new guy that doesn't speak too much Spanish. Yeah. Um, that came halfway through the season. Damn, that's that's difficult. But like with that being said, you like you stayed and like you're still there and you're going back obviously next month, I believe. Um, how did you end up how did you like end up how did you like adjust or how did you adjust to that? Like how did you kind of like mesh and get along with everybody? Because I have, like, I know it's easier to, like, do those things, like, if you're in America and, I don't know, like, you're going to a new team in America, right? Like, you went from one club to another club. You're still in the same general area. You're still in America. You all speak English. But in Spain, like, how did you adjust to that and kind of learn to get along with everybody and get into the team? I mean, I, I started spending time, like, more time with the teammates outside of training like get to know them better and they obviously know you better because really when it comes in the field when it comes down to the field the more they know you better the more likely it is they're going to pass you the ball like that's how it is you know mm. they really know you yeah. better and, and you know it's like i just started trying talking to them more trying talking to the coach more getting more involved with the team basically um because like once you come like the first day i barely got the ball you know i've got the ball maybe a couple times in practice because like mm. nobody really knows you they don't know yeah. what you can do with the ball you know that that stuff happens and especially especially when you're more competitive environment you know like they'll start like smashing balls at you on your first day <laughs> to see how you play you know stuff like that yeah but, i feel like i feel like yeah. oh sorry go ahead go ahead i feel like like over the time it took like at least like two or three months to really settle in and okay. then probably by the fourth and fifth month i my my confidence started to go up i started playing much better it definitely just took longer like it just takes time you know like two or three months to really settle in yeah yeah no i think the uh the com like the, another thing is like people might not just just might not even trust you yet if that yeah. makes sense they might not even trust you with the ball it's like and like that's something you have to build over time um damn that's crazy it's still it's still wild to me that you were 16 when you went because you do hear about like players going but usually when they're older um and if not when they're older, it's probably younger. Like going during high school is kind of like I'm not gonna say it's rare. It, it is pretty rare because by that time, players in America like they're mostly like choosing like oh like where should I go to college? Where should I? Which school should I play for um, after high school? So like and this is like all you if you want to disclose. But like what are your kind of like next steps or like what's your like general idea of like what you want to go like you're just going to keep playing for this team and then are you going to come back to the states for college or you don't know yet yeah so basically like i played for this team in barcelona for about six months and then after the summer i went to a different team in malaga yep. um but like the next step is just to enter a professional academy you know like where the team actually brings you in and they sponsor you and everything that's like the next step for me and i think yeah uh, within a couple of months or maybe in the next year or two, I can definitely reach that. Because okay. um, that's, that's what I've been working for and that's what I'm aiming for is to definitely enter a professional academy by like 17, 18. Um, because it's a big difference, you know, when that team really wants you and they bring you in. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. 
I love that. Um, I remember when you first, when I first saw you play uh, in summer of 2019, like you're good, like you're good, but like, obviously you're not what you are now. Like, and that, like that, that like, like, and I'm sure you attribute that to like lots of training and like improvement and stuff. But like, I know everybody says like to work hard, like just like, you know, you got to work hard, you got to work hard, but like, what did you exactly do to like in the past couple of years to like really raise your game? Because I've seen you go from like, you know, good player to probably like great player. Um, and throughout it all, like, yeah, you've always worked hard to me, at least what I can see is like, you're obsessed, which is like kind of a good thing. Cause that seems to be like the type of players who like, um, just keep going and going and going. They persevere through everything because they're obsessed with the game. What are some things that you've done like to kind of really improve your game? Cause I know you're, you've never been like the most physical biggest player. You've had to be like smarter and more intelligent and stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely like. Uh, tons and tons of individual training. Um, I never really had, like, great talent as a kid, you know. At 10 or 11 years old, there were definitely tons of players that were better than me. But, like, now, uh, you know, I've just been working on my technique. And once my technique starting to get, like, my technical ability started to get pretty good, I just started working on it even more. So now it's, like, it's my biggest asset in the game. So I don't really have to use my, my physical, like, any, I don't really have to use my physicality really that much but um most of it's just my technicality my skills um, my first touch and passing um especially as a midfielder like my my key elements right now are like dribbling passing long balls first touch like to develop that like i'll just say like i would just devote it to like tons and tons of hours of just training and uh for the past like five years i've been training like in my basement where like the spaces are very small so it's like that that small spaces have just like developed me as a player and like my dribbling has gotten like so refined and like close controlled just because of that like training in small spaces and definitely training with the wall like as much as you can like intense training with the wall like you know like passing it as hard as you can turning it using different parts of your feet you know like seeing like what you can do like uh can you turn it with with your left foot in the air with the inside of your foot you know, like on the ground, on the wall, using your chest, using your shoulders, even, you know, your thighs, like I would say just using the wall for especially midfielders, like just developing that touch and control. And yeah, I would just say tons and tons of individual training before training, before like my team trainings in the mornings, what I would do would be like a ton of like close control, tight space, passing, dribbling. And then after my trainings at night, I would do like, uh, I'll do like more physical stuff, like go to the gym, try to improve my physique, you know, stuff like that, like resistance training. Um, yeah. So I think like I, I've been working on all parts of my game for a long time. And I think that's why I've just gotten to where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's interesting that what you mentioned about like small spaces, because I think I think that, like, I attribute that to, like, how I learned to, like, really, like, what I would do is, um, I would go to, like, this elementary school near me. So, everybody in the U.S., this is just a hack for you. Actually, everybody listening, this is a training hack for you. So, just listen up. If you want to learn how to play faster and play quicker, because a lot of people say, like, I want to play faster and play quicker. To sure, I'm sure, like, you'll have experience with this as well, where you develop this. What you did was, like, go in your basement with, like, small spaces and the walls and stuff. 
I would go to the local elementary school, the one that I actually attended when I was a child. But I would go there, and they had like this outdoor courtyard, and it was like it was like four walls. It was like sealed in essentially, um, and it was pretty small space. There were like four walls, obviously, but it wasn't like super big. And what I would do is, just like you said, I would pass the balls off the walls. Uh, I'd like pass the ball off the wall, scan, take it with my left, pass it against that wall, then like scan, go the other way. I would pass, I would pass it off the walls instead of cones, like random assortments of cones. So just like in a game where you're receiving the ball from a teammate, you might have to all of a sudden beat a player or two or like dribble around somebody. I'm doing the same thing with cones. So I'm essentially training match situations with these walls. So for everybody listening, if you could find a place where you have even two walls, like one straight, like to the left and one in front of you, you can do exactly what I just said. Um, obviously, if you're enclosed in a space, like Tushar said, and that I did, that's best. But there is so much you can learn and train and just improve. And main one, mimic, copy, match situations if you use these walls and if you use, put a few cones down and stuff. So much you can do. Um, and that's really where, like, like you know the train effect of like uh the wall workouts yeah yeah I, I, yeah i've done them so, like thousands probably like a thousand times i've done it so many times exactly and those like work on your technique so good but like if you pair that like technique that you've worked on with a little bit of like creativity on your own which i'm sure you've done on your own as well too Charles, yeah. like that stuff like it you will be so much more comfortable in games and yeah that's like my long-winded answer of like a really good training hack for everybody to do um, I didn't even start playing really until I was 14. I, I didn't play on my first like team team until I was 15 years old. Uh, and that was like a recreational team rec level. And a couple years later, I was playing varsity, played in college, and then I moved to Europe to play and pursue my dreams. So I attribute a lot of it to individual training and like being smart with it. Uh, with that being said, What's your favorite like train effective workout? If I could ask you real quick, because I know you're like an OG user. Yeah, um, definitely like the wall workouts, all of them, and then all like the dribbling workouts, like like the general dribbling anywhere workouts. Like the anywhere workouts, especially I've done them like everywhere. Like I've done them in my backyard, in my basement, on holiday at a hotel, like everywhere. You know. Um, and Do you best, see? Go go ahead. Sorry. I think the best thing is like you do those drills and you also incorporate like your own like type of twist to the drills. Like, yeah. like you, you kind of incorporate like a different version of the drills and like you, you get creative and you make the drills harder and harder for yourself. You know, sometimes you can use like a, a smaller ball, like a size two ball. Um, so obviously because that just works your touch way harder. It's like way better. So you get used to using a smaller ball. And then sometimes, you know, like I feel like doing it after when you're tired, because like, I feel like an important thing is like, can you can you repeat that same technique from the first minute of the game to the 90th minute? So I feel like even when you train technique when you're tired, like if you can really replicate that when you're tired, like great technique, I feel like that's a really a really good add-on you can have because like if you can perform well in like the first 15 minutes of the match with that great technique, can you really do that in the last 10 minutes when it really counts? So I feel mm. like that's important. Yeah, that's that's actually golden. Um, that's a really good point. And small ball, I'm sure, like you said, you train with a small ball. I used to train with a small ball as well. 
I, I would use like a size one or a size three. And uh, like, it, I think it, it it's a big help because like, it's harder, it's more difficult. And like you said, I would do the general dribbling workout A with like a size three ball and it would make it more difficult. But I don't know, then you use the big ball and like matches or team trainings and it's, it's much easier to use the yeah. big ball actually. And it's kind of trippy actually. <laughs> um, but that's good. Um, with that being said, you're actually going to um, – so you're back for, obviously, Christmas break with your family. But you're going somewhere next week. Where are you headed exactly? I'm actually going to the Train Effective Camp in Miami for two weeks. So I'm pretty excited for that. This guy, always on the move. Always on the move. Um, now, you haven't been to a camp since the 2019 one. And I know we've had, like, COVID and all this stuff. Like, yeah. just, like – awful situation across the earth for the past like almost like two years now almost um what are your like expectations and thoughts like how are you feeling before this camp because i know you've been you told me you've been preparing well but like what are like what i haven't asked you is like how are you feeling i'm feeling like excited because like i first of all i haven't been there since like to the train affected camp since 2019 just because of covid and stuff so it kept getting delayed and delayed but I'm actually like really excited to come, uh, definitely learn and definitely see like what happens because like I know Performance Global is coming like, and they're great coaches and there's some scouts there, so we'll see what happens and I, I just want to showcase what I have to offer. Yeah, yeah, you're lucky. Uh, I won't be there or else, you know, like, for for anybody that doesn't know, actually I'm not gonna two shards of baller and uh, we both nutmegged each other multiple times. Um. I don't know who's in the all-time lead, but we'll save that for another day. Um, but that's that's exciting, man. And um, do you like? Do you have different thoughts on it, like now than when you first went in twenty nineteen? Because twenty nineteen, back then, you hadn't really like obviously back then you hadn't moved to Spain yet. You hadn't like done all those things yet. Are you more confident now that you've been to that you've like been training and all that than you yeah, were before? I'm definitely more confident. Obviously, like much much better of a player than i was two years ago almost two years ago so yeah i'm just excited and i feel like i can do much more than what i was doing um and i feel like spain definitely helped me like with the speed of play playing faster playing smarter playing off a one-two touch knowing when to dribble when to pass when to shoot in difficult situations so yeah i feel like i can i can really apply that to the camp and i think i'll learn a lot and definitely like showcase what i have to offer yeah yeah love that love that and you're going like right a couple days after christmas man the dedication and stuff is like yeah basically like no i just came back from spain like last week and then i'm already been training so like yeah pretty tiring but it's good would you so would you say you're obsessed yeah i mean you could say that but for me it's like it's not really hard work for me it's just i, I love it so I just always do it. I love that, bro. I love that so much. Like that, that, that mentality. It's gonna make you persevere, man. It's gonna make you persevere, and like uh, I can never, I can never stress that enough. To like, just if you if you really, and I'm not gonna like force people into like loving what they do, but like if you do love what you do, you're gonna work harder at it. You're gonna persevere through the obstacles. Like when things don't go your way, you're not just gonna be like, man f this like you know like no like what can i control in this situation what can i do to improve the situation 
and you'll keep going. And that's like kind of a global message to everybody that like, you know, if you really do love something, if you're really passionate about something, if you really believe in something, when things get tough, things will get tough. You know, it's not usually in life, like it's just a straight line towards the things we want. Sometimes it's actually lots of highs and lows to the things we want, even if they're simple things. So just stick with it. If you truly love it, stick with it. And don't live with those regrets of uh, giving up or quitting on yourselves unless you don't love it anymore. Um, with that being said, Tushar, I'm going to get into some like rapid-fire questions I got for you. Okay. Um, I don't know what your responses to these are going to be. Um, we've had various responses to these in the past. And yeah, how this is going to go is I'm going to ask you these questions. You have to answer them. Ah, preferably without thinking too much. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm ready whenever you're ready. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Score on a half volley or score on a full volley? Uh, half volley. Oh, okay. Uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Who is a better player? Both are good, but prefer Messi. Everyone says that. <laughs> um, who wins the Champions League this year? Uh, Bayern Munich. Oh, Deutschland. Who wins La Liga? This will be a tough one for you. Real Madrid. Any day. Oh man, and the posters in the background of Barcelona. That's like treason. Apparent. No, I'm just kidding. Um, who wins the Premier League? Uh, Chelsea. <laughs> this guy. Uh, who is the better player, Holland or Mbappe? Uh, a winger, obviously Mbappe, but more skillful Mbappe, better finisher Holland. Overall, who's the better player? Mbappe. Mbappe. Uh, you have to. You get to pick one dessert after training. And uh, I'm not advocating like desserts to everybody, but I'm just just question: ice cream or cake? Ice cream. What flavor? Uh, cookie dough. Oh. Fascinating. Would you rather win the World Cup or the Champions League? World Cup. Fair. Uh, would you rather play? You can only pick one here for the rest of your life. Yeah. You can play for Barcelona or you can play for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, Barcelona. Okay. That's actually kind of an easy question, I feel like. Um <laughs> And I think I already asked this. Your favorite train effective workout? Yeah, uh, wall workouts and uh, anywhere workout. Gotcha. Cool. Love that. You said you said you'd rather score from a half volley than a full yeah. volley. Yeah. I just why? The, why the is that? Technique is like so much more the cleaner. Technique. And you're you're probably. I, I feel like I know what you're talking about. I feel like, like you're talking about like the Pavard goal against Argentina. You seen like Thiago's volley like. A couple of weeks. Oh ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. The it, half volley, mm. Mm. like the technique, it's just so much smoother. Like I feel like yeah. with the with the with like a regular volley, it's just mostly power. But like with the with the half volley, it's more like you have to really strike it with that like clean. Yeah, technique. yeah. Yeah, you have to really like um, and you can hit the ball like a number of ways on half volleys. That's the great thing. Yeah. I yeah. always like the Thiago one was good. I liked it, but the Pavard goal against um, Argentina in the World Cup in 2018. Yeah, with on the edge of the box, like. Yeah, it just like that, and like, 
Yeah. And and the way like it's almost like he slices at the ball like he doesn't like he doesn't strike through the ball really it's so interesting and like bro you see the ball go like in the it's just it's just so satisfying to watch and um yeah I don't know there's something about like hitting the ball on a half volley right after it bounces like that yeah. it's just like and so even just nice. passing it like from one side of the field to the other with a like a half volley yeah. This is so nice. Like, if you can it's do it fun. properly, it just looks nice. Yeah, yeah. It makes the game fun, bro. It makes the game fun. Um, now, with that being said, uh, I know I say with that being said, because that's, like, my default line, but I want to kind of transition into uh, not even all the football players, but just the people in general. Um, what would your message be to anybody out there in the world right now? Because um, I know it's Christmas time everybody's like lots of people are with their families but to be fair lots of people are stressed as well shopping gifts blah 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 blah, whatever it is what would you say to the people um that are maybe not having the best of times that are maybe going through it that are stressed that are mentally struggling that may be going through depression all these things uh what would your message be to them um i mean like i feel like you always have to go through like the downs and like the down. I feel like the downs sometimes like after you go through the down, you, you really, you can really look back and be like, okay, I actually learned a lot from that. I came out stronger. Um, especially also I, I relate to football a lot. Like when you're not playing well and stuff, you end up training harder. You end up doing more than you, what you regularly do. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like you'll, you'll learn more. And obviously it's like really hard in the downs, especially out of football, like depression or something like that it's it's hard but i feel like it, you know you, you'll definitely come out stronger and i feel like you'll you'll be glad that sometimes you you went through what you went through because not really people can relate and you have that kind of maybe advantage in some areas of life like okay i know i know i know how to deal with this situation now or i know what to do so i feel like um yeah it, it happens to everyone but um yeah, I think once you overcome it, you'll 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 really be proud of yourself. Beautiful man, I love that, and I think um, I think uh, footballers too have to. I always hit this message home: like footballers also have to like look after their mental health and like think about these things too, like what you just said, because it's like a lot of times our identity gets wrapped up in how good we play on the pitch. Yeah, and definitely. it's like, and it's like that's not. It's not like that, you know. You're more yeah. than just a footballer. Um, even though football might be a large part of who you are and what you do, um, that's good and that's great and everything. But it's not 100% who you are, you know. You're also a brother, a sister, um, a son, a daughter, all those things. So I think it's always good to keep that perspective. Um, and kind of the last uh, real question I have for you, and this one you might not be prepared for, um i didn't even tell you this in the beginning and this one usually uh i remember we had an mls player sam junk you remember sam oh i know um, the question yeah i know the question yeah yeah maybe you remember the question but i remember, i asked him and even he was like huh like a really good question yeah. um the question is who do you want to be remembered as or what do you want to be remembered for um i've thought about this a lot i think because maybe you've asked me this before like off the podcast like you've asked me this definitely maybe um but 
you know, once I retire or when I'm dead or whatever, I think, I think like just inspiring kids who, who have not like, who are not in the spotlight, you know, who are not already in professional academies who are, let's say not as wealthy as others or don't have the connects or they're minorities, you know, and they're coming from, they're coming from places where, you know, maybe football is not as good or their parents don't support them as much or their friends always like kind of like make fun of them and saying like, you can't make it. And so I really want to inspire like those kids. Cause like, I know there's like so much talent out there, like all over the world. Um, there's so much talent that can be like, that can be like, once you had a talent, once you start working on it, you can just become like amazing. So I want to like inspire those kids. Like you can come from anywhere. Like it doesn't matter. And like to just keep pushing when, when everything seems like, okay, you're not going to make it or something. Just keep working harder. And I feel like, after I retire or something that I can inspire those kids, like, and show them, like, you know, it really is possible. Like, it's not, it's not like a cliche or anything. It's not, it's not fake. Like everybody says, Oh yeah, you, you, everyone has a chance. Cause that is true. I mean, everyone does have a chance and you know, the best players don't make it. So like it, it makes room for everyone, you know, whoever's yeah. really there working hard, focus, you know, they really love what they do. They're there every day, hundred percent, you know, obviously you'll have bad days, but like, you know your consistency of like just showing up just showing up and like doing the work is 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 a very big part so i feel like mm. i want to like kind of inspire those kids who who don't have as let's say as much as the other kids who are not in the spotlight already playing for big academies and stuff like that did you so like i love that first of all like well done i think you've already inspired and you continue to inspire so many people um do you think that not a chip on your shoulder, but do you think like you are viewed in a different light because um, so you're, I know your family background, your background is like from India and Jamaica. Um, yeah. So like India, we have, like India has like 1 billion people, but yeah. they're not really on the world map of like football, football you know, yeah. same with like Pakistan, like, cricket <laughs> over there like in Pakistan even like South Asia it's like cricket and stuff like that so did you think like you do like ever did you ever view yourself like different or view yourself as having a chip on your shoulder because like you were brown um do you think it was like an advantage or a disadvantage or how did you kind of view that because I know a lot of people do say like oh like you know like from my country like people don't make it for my country people don't make it for my country blah blah blah, blah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I was definitely lucky to be born in the U.S., so like, definitely have better facilities and all. Because I, I really feel it is a disadvantage to people who live in countries where yeah. they don't have the facilities, they don't have the coaches, and like, it's really more expensive there because it's not as well available. Like here, there's so many clubs, so many academies. I mean, it still is expensive, right? And like, don't get yeah. me wrong, it's so expensive, but at least we have like fields to train at. We have like coaches we can play, uh, who can train with um but yeah i feel like being a minority as well it's like definitely like you're 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 less likely to interact with those coaches or no more coaches or no more players and no different scouts and clubs it, it's definitely true like i've seen it happen and stuff um and i mean like it's also cool in a way where you're gonna like if you make it professional and make it big you'll definitely be like one of the first or you know very few from your country who's made it to that big stage and i feel like from there you can show like people from like kids from your country that you know like i made it so can you you know it's like like that yeah yeah i love that 
and that's such a that that's where you that's where like that legacy talk comes in and the who you want to be remembered as and what you want to be remembered for comes in bro because then like not like you bro my own my, like even if like you inspire like one person to, like take action and like go yeah, after still, it still i feel like it's still a big thing if you inspire like very few people would still 100 percent, 100 percent, and i love that like you have that mentality mindset and i'm sure i'm positive you're gonna like continue to do that um as you ascend higher and higher and hit those high ranks and damn it's crazy you're only 16 it's like could get me crying on the podcast but um yeah man i love that beautiful words and for those that don't know we're gonna do a part two with tushar actually while he's at the camp so for the people that want to know what it's like to be at a train effective camp um this one will be in miami florida in the united states for those who want to know what it's like to be at that camp you'll find out and actually um i'll kind of find out as well because i've not been on the ground for that camp uh because we this will be our first one in the u.s so next week watch out for that and to sure will give us our his unhonest or his honest unfiltered um view and perspective what it's like and um yeah we'll try to catch you obviously we won't haggle we'll try to catch you on a day where you're like free or something because your focus should be on training and developing and all those things but Tushar, thank you so much man for Thank coming so on for bringing me on here i really loved it it was fun yeah man such a pleasure bro and i'll have you on again uh next week for everybody who wants to follow tushar tulani on instagram uh for spotify listeners it's in the description of the podcast you can just click on there and follow tushar myself as well i'm also in there for youtube people we are down below uh and also feel free to message tushar and myself if you have any footy questions or if you just need someone in general to talk to, because we're always here to help with that side, um, as I think we all should be for each other. So with that being said, thank you, everybody. Uh, and make sure to stay effective. Right, Tushar? Stay effective. Yes, sir.